Welcome to 5D Full Disclosure. This is Aurora back with the Ego Death Series Part 15. And today's topic is going to be about the difference between giving versus taking and what the true nature of equal energy exchange is. So to understand what true equal energy exchange is, we have to first understand what the true difference is between giving and taking. And so in this paradigm, we have a very confused uh, perception of what giving is and what taking is. So let's start with taking. Taking, I think in this paradigm, people focus on you know, here in the ego program mind and in this realm, we tend to focus on the physical nature of things rather than the energy of things, which is why it distorts our perception of what is real and true and what is fake. And as we transition, the importance of focusing on the energy of things rather than the physical representation of them is going to be kind of the core thing that we have to understand and feel into in order to, you know, stay in integrity and, and stay in alignment with universal law. So in this paradigm, I would say taking is really described as like this very physical thing. Like if you take something from someone, you steal something from them, you know, quote unquote, means that you take a possession or an item, a thing uh, money, you, you are taking or stealing something from another. And that is what we view as taking, right? Now, giving is also looked at from the perception of this physical standpoint. If I give someone a gift, if I give someone something, then I'm looked at as, oh, I've, I gave, I'm giving, right? And if I take something, then, okay, I'm taking something, this this helps us, I think, a little bit, obviously, in this realm. We had to understand the differences between those two things. But on an energetic level, right, what appears to be giving on a surface level, on a physical level, can actually be energetic taking, right? And taking something on a physical level can actually be energetically given. And so I'm going to explain the differences between those two. So this goes into a lot of how the cabal has hidden themselves. Um, they've been hiding the fact that they are the biggest takers on the planet by trying to give the surface level perception that they are actually giving. Let, let's just start with the basics, right? Um, pretty much everything that is quote unquote given to us was originally taken, right? So we, we, let's just start with mother earth. The, the dark and the cabal have taken and stolen the land of mother earth. And then given this illusion that they have, that they are now giving us land, right? that they are giving it to us. 
but in fact, it was never theirs to actually give. They took it in the first place. So even the act of giving, let's say, you know, we, we see things like government programs to gift land to, uh, let's say, corporations or uh, beings or groups, uh, and they're, they're giving this piece of land for some sort of purpose. And it seems like, oh, wow, that's so philanthropic of them. But it was never theirs to begin with. So the exchange itself is already corrupted because they're actually still taking, right? Um, let's talk about resources. The cabal has obviously taken all of the money, which money is just a tool. It's just a mo modality of exchange like anything else. They take money. They take that resource away from humanity and then they pretend to give it, right? Um, even if we look at things, again, I'll just give the best examples, um, a loan, right? Okay, they're giving you money, they're giving you a loan, but where did they actually get, get this supposed money to loan from? First of all, it's out of thin air, so it's illusionary off the bat. But let's just say it was backed by something, <laughs> you know, let's say it was actually backed by uh, gold or um, collateral of some sort, right? There, there was actually some value to it. They still are giving something that they already took. S the same thing occurs with resources such as water, right? Um they have stolen the free and open resources of Mother Earth, like water, right? And then give it back to us. And in most cases, they actually sell these things back to us, not even give. But I'm just trying to give some examples of where, you know, they'll pretend to give in this philanthropic way of like, oh, it's charity. We're giving this to you. But in reality, it was taken in the first place. So there's no giving actually occurring. This also is very obvious when we look at um, the fact that the elites and the cabal use tactics such as putting themselves up as these philanthropic people, right? We see kind of the biggest um, representations of this with elites like all of the big corporations. They tend to have charities or foundations that they uh, manage, right? Uh, Bill Gates, great example, right? And that's where a lot of the deep sleepers get stuck, right? In this illusion of uh, philanthropy of, oh, well, Bill Gates has given billions of dollars to charity, has given billions of dollars to uh, his foundation or other foundations. But was that truly giving? Was he really giving something or was he actually still taking? And so this is where the confusion lies for people. Now, I want to go even deeper into some of these energetics here because that's just a very obvious surface level representation, right? But we can go even deeper into these energetics. So if you take something from someone who has, like, let's say, for instance, someone steals a car, okay? Somebody goes out and steals a car from another being. So they've already taken something, right? 
Now, if you go and steal the car from that person, from the person that stole it from somebody else, is that taking? Right? It's, a, it's an interesting question, not only energetically, but, you know, uh, theoretically, um, is that taking? Because this person did not earn it, did not deserve to have it. So were you taken? It, it, it's an interesting question. And this kind of feeds this circle of confusion around what is actually giving True giving is when we give something that is meaningful, we give from our heart, we have no expectation of getting anything in return for it. We also have no, we are not trying to control what the other person does with what we are giving them, right? Because if we give to someone, but we expect them to do something specific with what we're giving or we expect them to kind of return the favor um, or we try to control the way that the, the giving transaction goes, then it's also not true giving. So we have never learned on this planet what true giving and receiving is. So a true giving is when you have something that you have either earned, manifested, um, or maybe something that's also been gifted to you, right? And when you give that to another unconditionally, just for the pure joy of giving and for the pure joy of, of wanting to uh, support or assist another, and they receive it in gratitude, that is a true equal energy exchange, right? So 99% of everything that we exchange on this plane is not an equal energy exchange. Equal energy requires that the person giving is giving from the heart, is also giving something that they have not taken, right? That they have earned or manifested and that the person receiving it receives from the heart they're, they're in gratitude. They don't feel guilt. That's important because guilt clouds a lot of these transactions as well. And that is an equal energy exchange. And now that exchange can look very different for many things, right? I could, we can exchange a modality of money. We can exchange a modality of goods, we could exchange a modality of services. We can also exchange through the modality of energy, right? If I dedicate my time and energy to assisting someone, that's also an exchange. And in this paradigm, we have totally lost the art of an equal energy exchange, of actually giving and receiving. And we focus solely on the exchange of money as the modality. And unfortunately, basically every trans, almost every transaction uh, on this planet that involves money isn't an equal energy exchange because either one or both parties are in a taking energy through the exchange. Um, and as we transition it's going to become very important that we understand these differences, right? So the giving energy, again, does not have any control, 
does not have any expectation, um, is not looking to receive something back and is also not trying to bargain, right? Bargaining is also an ego programming. Oh, I'll give you this if you give me that. Or maybe we bargain back and forth on what, what it's worth, what I'm giving you. And that's also an ego programming to try to bargain, to try to get a better deal. It's all in the mind, right? And we're going to start seeing very much more obviously how a lot of the, a lot of what we view on this plane as, as, as charity, as giving, as philanthropy is absolute outright taking. Now, I also want to clarify that an equal energy exchange, there is value to what's being exchanged. Even if I'm just dedicating my love, right, my time, my effort, my energy to someone, that is valuable. And we often don't value that anymore uh, just because of the programming and because of you know, the way that the illusion is set up, we don't value those things. We only value uh, money or we only value some sort of um, physical possession. And we are going through this transition. It's going to be more about goods and services and love exchanges rather than the focus being on the monetary value or on what actual thing you are receiving. That's why um, bartering and exchanging worked so well in the ancient times because it was an equal energy exchange. If I have something that could be better utilized by somebody else, well, I, I want to give it to them because they're going to put it to a higher and best use than I could. And they may have something that's going to be of a better use for me to be able to serve in a higher capacity. That's true giving. That's true receiving. That's an equal energy exchange. Now, the reason that we, we are, that is going to come in the transition, but the reason that we don't understand that in the ego mind is because we have been programmed to solely take energy. And I want to talk about some of the ways that we, that we think we're giving, but it's actually taking. So when we talk about taking energy, right, taking energy means that you are very subtly or very obviously taking energy from another being. You are not sustaining your life force energy and you are not able to give from your life force energy you have to take from another. This was taught to us by the cabal because they don't have a self-sustaining life force energy. So the only thing they can do to sustain themselves is to not only take energy, but take resources, take uh, time, take possessions, take money. Taking is the only modality that they know. So I'll give you some examples of where taking comes into play. If we're talking about, um, if we're talking about goods, right? If I make a purchase, right, and I'm using the modality of money, let's say, and I purchase something, and from either a person or a business or a corporation or anything, and what I'm purchasing 
has the energy of taking, (laughs) then I have now taken energy too. Okay? If I give to someone who is a taker, who is in taking energy, I have I am now also taking and not giving. And I know this gets confusing and and this is, comes with layers of discernment. This is where discernment is really going to become your best friend throughout this transitional process. So best examples, right? If I if I purchase a good and and the, and and we understand that in the transition we have to still purchase goods and services, right? We're we're living in this realm. We still have to do that. But we can start discerning and making higher and better choices, right? That's been the the debates in the last few years about things like um, you know, purchasing clothes from companies that outsource their uh production to uh other countries that do not pay their workers equal energy exchange. Um, they are working in pretty horrendous conditions. So the energy around that good is basically already tainted. So if I purchase it, you know, I make an exchange for this good. I'm now contributing to taking, right? Also, if I give to someone who is a taker, right? If I go out tomorrow and I donate money, I'm like, oh, I want to give, right? And this is how they get, this is how they got humanity. This is how they fucked us through the ego program mime. They started convincing us that giving to, to them would, would make us better people. Oh, have you donated to the Red Cross? Oh, have you donated to the Children's Hospital? Oh, do you want to donate to the uh, Bill Gates Foundation? Do you want to donate to the Hillary Clinton Foundation? By giving to that, I'm now a taker. And this is kind of the rude awakening that a lot of people are going to go through when they realize that they've been fake giving or they've been giving to a taker, to a taking energy, which, which makes them a taker too. And when we talk about services, right, there's a lot of times where um, we see in, especially in the 3D, what services people value, right? We look at um, we look at these different industries and we see how certain industries and certain jobs, right, receive very high salaries. They are very they they get a lot of of energy, a lot of money for their services. Somehow it's valued more right? Then someone who's actually providing a service to humanity. So you will start to see this. Those that actually serve humanity will be given the least. Those who take the most from humanity will be given the most, right? That's why CEOs make absurd amounts of money because they're takers and the system is designed that way. This system is designed to give the most to takers and to give the least to givers. And this is part of also what has tainted and I think really corrupted um, the spiritual community um, as well as anybody who is actually in service to humanity like farmers, right? Um, Tradesmen, 
people who are providing skills and labor that help us, you know, manage our daily lives. They're given the least. And so there has been, and especially in the spiritual community, I think there's been a lot of discourse over the last couple of years. Um, and especially from, I think, people outside the community believe that if you're providing time and energy and love and your knowledge and your skills um, in terms of spiritual growth, helping people, you know, self-heal, um, life coaching, you know, anything along those lines that somehow you don't deserve to receive anything in return. You don't deserve to be supported. You should be giving it all away for free. Yet the same people who say that will turn around and give their money to the illusion. So anybody who doesn't value those who are truly in service to humanity are in the ego programmed mind. Anybody who truly believes that those who are trying to serve and better humanity don't deserve equal energy exchange for their time and their effort and their, and their love and their knowledge and their skills, that they somehow shouldn't be receiving equal energy exchange, but all of the takers should be given equal energy exchange, that indicates to me right off the bat, red flag, that person is deeply in the mind. And this is how our society has become so sick is because we don't value what is truly valuable and we value things that are totally, uh, I was going to say invaluable, but also irrelevant, right? I mean, we are, we as a society, especially here in the United States, are so programmed to kind of just unconsciously give time and money and energy to illusionary things. But when it comes to the things that truly matter, like our communities, our neighbors, the people that are the light workers across the planet who have given up everything to assist in humanity's ascension, to your local tradesmen, you know, to your local mom and pop shop who's providing a goods and services to the community, you know, to the people who have their really small businesses, they make handmade items, they, they put so much love and energy into these small handmade products that they make. We would rather give our money to illusionary corporations and businesses and politicians, et cetera, et cetera, than to those beings. And that's the flip that we're really going to start seeing, um, especially throughout this year, because this is the universal seven year and it's a very spiritual sacred year, right? There's going to be a lot of spiritual awakenings and there's also going to be a lot of turning of the tides, and because we have to start understanding what true equal energy exchange is. And it all comes down to how much we value what we're receiving. And it also comes down to really using discernment as to what we, what we believe is valuable, right? But also being very discerning as to where we give our uh time, energy, attention, money, support, anything like that. And so the more that the givers gather together and support one another, the more the takers will take themselves out because they will no longer have support. 
this thing has to flip on its head. And I, and I also just want to talk about the difference between taking energy and giving energy, right? When we take energy from somebody else, it, this goes back to the control dramas from the Celestine Prophecy. I always recommend people to look these up. If you have the book um, by James Redfield, um, I believe it's in chapter four, um, but you can also Google it and, and read about the control dramas because we do take energy from one another through control dramas often. Um, we also, as I gave the examples, when we're in an exchange with someone for a good or a service or just our time and energy being exchanged, if there is any programmings or kind of lower vibrations involved in the exchange, it, it, it's no longer equal, right? So for instance, if I help somebody out because I feel guilt, I feel guilty or I feel bad, that, that now the exchange is corrupted because I'm not giving uncon- like unconditionally from the heart. I'm giving out of guilt. If I give out of obligation or I do think something for someone because I feel obligated to, also not an equal energy exchange. Now the exchange is corrupted. Um, if, I, if I give out of um, wanting to get something back in return, or because I think it makes me look good, you know, vanity purposes, also the exchange has been corrupted. Same thing on the reverse. If we receive from a place of guilt, right? If someone gifts us something and we feel unworthy to receive it, or now we feel guilt and we feel like, oh my gosh, this person did this for me or gave that to me and now I feel guilty like I need to repay them or I feel unworthy to receive this, also not an equal energy exchange now it's now it's been corrupted um if i receive an entitlement also been corrupted right i think we also are going to start really taking a look at what we do uh when we do exchange especially for goods right um is to change the way that we view things because consumerism was such a programming um to just like the more things we have or the the nicer things we have or the more expensive the things that we have, somehow the more valuable they are. And it's actually the opposite, right? I mean, not to say that um, that there's, there's tons of goods, like I gave the examples of people who put so much love and time and energy into, into beautiful, handmade, crafted things, things that take skill and effort and patience. You know, this isn't fast factory type of goods. Those deserve the equal energy exchange. But I think we also have to look at how we care for things that we have exchanged for. So if I go out and buy something, right? Let's say I go out and I buy, um, I buy a piece of jewelry, right? And I'm like, okay, great. Love this piece of jewelry. Um, but then, you know, what happens is we tend to not treat things with care. So maybe I wore the necklace once and then I came home and I kind of just threw it on the dresser and, or maybe I put it in my bag and it got shuffled around. And in a week or two, all of a sudden, this piece of jewelry that I bought is broken. Nine times out of 10, when we have something that's broken, we usually either throw it out. We rarely ever take the time to try and fix it. 
Um, we often just throw things out. Oh, I'll get another one. Um, this is how consumerism and unconsciousness works. So I'll also give another great example because I think many of you guys might uh, resonate with this example. Um, things like, uh, I was actually talking to someone yesterday uh, about this, uh, things like AirPods, right? Apple did a great job at manipulating us into consumerism, you know, with the iPhones and every year there's a new one, you got to get a new one, all the updates ruin your phone. And then what they did to even just, you know, really stick it to us even more is they changed the chargers. Now we got to buy all new chargers, right? Then they took away the headphones and they started to try to promote these AirPods, right? Where you could get a regular old, you know, uh, string cord headphone for what, 20 bucks, 15 bucks. They used to come free with the phone. I don't think they do anymore. But now instead of that, they want to push you into $250 AirPods. Well, now what happens? Through unconsciousness, people are more likely to lose AirPods than they are to lose a headphones with a cord, right? Because they're little tiny pieces and you got to keep putting them back into the holder. You know, you can't leave them anywhere. They're very small. So this is how they get us, right? Because they know how unconscious humanity is. So someone will go out, buy $250 headphones, uh, AirPods, and if they lose them, well, now they got to buy more. Now they got to spend another $250, right? And and, and so this plays on our unconsciousness and also our lack of care of things, right? We look at, uh, in, in, uh, you know, even in the early 1900s and things, when cars were first being developed, cars were made to last you a lifetime because that was going to be probably the biggest purchase that some people ever made, you know, in their life besides their home or their land or whatever, so those things were made to last. Now, everything is planned obsolescence. If you've never heard that phrase, it's planned obsolescence is they literally give us and make goods that are purposely designed to fail at some point. They are not made with quality. They are not made with integrity. They are not made with intent. They are not made with love. They are made in a taking energy. They are designed to fail so that you have to keep paying to fix them. So I have to keep buying more of it. And we've, we've grown up, especially my generation, we've grown up in this kind of consumerism, in this kind of planned obsolescence era, where every time something breaks, well, you just go buy a new one. But back then it wasn't like that. Everything was designed to last you forever. They are also playing off of our taking energy because when we don't value the things we're actually exchanging, that's the problem. We don't value ourselves. We don't value other people. We don't value our time. We don't value our skills. We don't value our own goods and services. So we certainly can't value another's. And so the cycle continues where we're all just taking energy. And it's taking energy from the planet because we are spending an exorbitant amount of time and money and resources to keep making goods that are destined to fail. This creates waste. 
This creates uh, just repetitive loops and cycles of having to consume and take and buy more. And meanwhile, none of these exchanges are equal. And so we have a couple, there's a lot of dynamics to this. I mean, I could probably talk for a few hours about this, but during this transition, the most important thing is one, I think, is to really use discernment as to what we are exchanging. Are we truly giving and are we truly receiving? That's the first. The second is what are we giving to and who are we giving to? And is that in alignment? Who are we receiving from and what are we receiving And is that in alignment? Are we caring for the things that we actually receive? Do we actually value them? Do we actually care about what we're giving? Do we actually value it? And so during this transition, there's going to be, we're going to go through a lot of different ups and downs with this. But ultimately to bring us to this really pure place where everything that is being given and being received is in a pure equal energy exchange. It's a pure frequency. And that is healing. That is what actually is going to heal humanity. That's going to actually heal our connections with other people. It's what's going to heal Mother Earth. And we are going to, I think, really transition out of this consumerism paradigm. We are definitely going to transition out of this fake philanthropy, this fake giving, right? Like you, you know, you ever had the experience where somebody pretend that, you know, they're like, oh, I'm, I'll help you with this. I'll help you with that. But there's this kind of underlying price to pay for their help, Right. Because later on, they might come back and say, well, remember when I I helped you with this? Remember when I helped you with that? And that's what the cabal does to each other, right? That's what we call blackmail. That's what we call um, debt, right? I owe you something now. The whole idea of debt was based on the cabal because that's what they do to each other. Is they don't truly give. They don't truly give anything. They're always taking. Because even if they do give something, it comes with a price, You're going to owe them down the line. And we are going to free ourselves from this false system. We are going to exit this taking system into a pure space of everyone is giving and receiving. Everyone is supported. Everyone is valued. And everything that we are exchanging is not only valued, but we're extreme in extreme gratitude for it, which creates more abundance, which creates more flow, which creates more connection, which purifies the taking energy into pure giving energy. And at that moment, when we start hitting that frequency between our all of our exchanges, that is what will start healing this incredible uh, hold that the ego has on humanity. Mother Earth will begin to heal once we become true givers rather than takers, rather than being parasitic. She will begin to heal. 
humanity will begin to heal. Our relationships will begin to heal. Our interconnection will begin to heal. Everything will thrive. Everything will be valuable and meaningful. We will be in gratitude. We will care for things, care more for ourselves, care more for our things that we do have, care more for people. And this will bring us into a meaningful and fulfilled existence. Right now we are filled with an empty, taking, black hole void because we're not truly giving and we're not truly receiving or we're giving to the wrong people and the wrong things and the wrong places and we're receiving from the wrong people and the wrong things and the wrong places. And again, this comes with a lot of discernment. This doesn't happen overnight, but it is something that we can all start to be very, very conscious of. Um, and it starts with ourselves. I think it starts with caring and valuing ourselves first and foremost. And everything we do give to really be conscious of the energy when we're doing it, to really be conscious of the intention, to also really be conscious of who and what and where and when we're giving, right? Because it's all divine timing and this discernment comes in layers. Right action has so many meanings. I talk about it in every podcast, right? Right action in, in short can be described as doing the right thing at the right time in the right amount. The same thing can go for giving and receiving, right? Giving the right thing at the right time to the right person. Receiving from the right person at the right time in the right amount. This is right action. This is equal, pure energy exchange. It's the same thing as, you know, everything in our lives. We only can receive as much as we can handle at that time. We can only give as much as we can handle. And we have to learn when, when we're giving too much, when we're giving too little, when we're receiving too much, which would be actually a taking or when we're blocking that. So this is just an everyday thing, but the, it really comes down to care and meaningfulness. And I think if we can institute those kind of divine traits of caring for things, people and things and everything around us, really placing care, really valuing everything, gratitude, value, and care, and nurturing. And when we do give, we give from our heart and we're not giving from a place of expectation or control. And everything will begin to heal from this. So this is the year of equal energy exchange and this will come in all forms, right? I give the examples of goods and services because it's the easiest one to give, but also our time and effort is a huge exchange and we have to use discernment with that as well, right? Um, but this is what's going to set the foundation for a thriving humanity. Um, so thank you guys. Uh, love you. Uh, for those who are looking for additional resources, please check out the website at 5dfulldisclosure.org under the library tab. Um, there is a guide that is called the Balanced Harmonics Guide. And it actually, um, in there, I do talk a lot about the energies of giving and receiving, as well as the balance between doing and, and being, and kind of that, that balanced uh, harmonics way of existing. And that does get, give some further insights on that. So um, check those out. And anybody who is looking for assistance, uh, please check out, you know, 
our sessions page, um, the 5D University, plenty of resources to assist you. So love you guys and I'll be back soon.